Welcome back to Mastering You with Matt Sutton, the lifestyle performance podcast that helps people live what we call at LPT, a triple H life. That is a healthier, happier, higher performing life. The way that we do that is we talk to experts, people that have achieved self-mastery in their life so that you can apply the same principles and strategies into yours. So if you're into fitness, health, wellness, or you're just a personal development junkie like me, then you're going to absolutely love mastering you. Make sure you tune in each week, hit subscribe on your favorite platform. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode of Mastering You. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Um, you are the co-founder and financial wellness leader at Quantum Leap Global. And just reading your bio here, your vision is to empower people globally to create more joy, abundance, and vitality through financial well-being. And your big focus is transforming limiting beliefs and behaviors to support your clients and achieve the life this way. Have I got that right? Is that the, the big summary? <laughs> You've got that right, Matt. Yes. Yeah. What's your what is your big message then, Michael, to the world? What you know, you obviously, you know, what, what is it you're trying to get, kind of get through to people? Yeah, that's a great question. I my key message is that does life happen to you or does it happen for you? And that's my mantra, because if life's happening to you, to me it means that you're an autopilot. It means that you've got beliefs and thoughts that are creating your reality. And we'll talk about the money side of that. What, what does that mean? But mm. that really, I suppose, can keep people stuck because yeah. they, they don't have an awareness of what their thoughts are. They don't have an awareness of what their beliefs are. So they're not living their true life. They're not living sure. their best life. And, and, and yes, yeah, so, I mean, self-awareness, it's, it's just... Uh, the, the the theme that comes up so much on the mastering you podcast and um it sort of hits home so hard but one of the things that we haven't covered is just how it impacts our um, money mindset i suppose you could call it so that would be something i'd really like to sort of explore um in this in this episode here um what are the what are the first things that people to need to be aware of one of the things i know you talk about is is the story that we have in our head around money and, and I, I guess a lot of this is through past experiences how we were brought up in the world um is this one of the things that you feel holds us back the most the story that we sort of create around money and, and that's the key the key is how you're brought up around money a lot of the times I take a client through their journey around money, how they're brought up. And if you take it back to the core, really it's in a sense from that 0 to 7 years old when whatever they're told, whatever they see, whatever they feel, because their conscious mind hasn't, hasn't sort of formed, that they take as truth. Mm. So imagine if you're brought up um, in scarcity, you know, not enough, and which is quite often, and... When you've got that sort of belief and that's what you're seeing, that, that becomes your program. It becomes yeah. your belief system. Yeah. And, and then you overlay that on with so, sort of societal conditioning, which is 
you look at women which they take on the carer role, this is generally speaking. So you don't really need to know a lot about money in a society, society way because you're always going to be a carer. You're going to care for other people. So the male's a provider. So the male's out there hunting. And then you look at the male side where, as I said, they are the provider. So they're the ones out there potentially working long hours trying to provide. But that in itself creates, you know, sort of a dysfunction because they're potentially not connected with themselves. They, they go out working 40, 60, 80 hours a week to provide. Mm. And the, the context of really understanding what brings you joy in your life isn't there because you're, you're living a life by societal conditions. Do you think these societal conditions are changing? Like I, I've had this feeling over the last five to 10 years with the the emergence of like the the what's called like the gig economy where you know people are starting to have their side hustles and they're they're doing their ebay or they're doing their amazon or they're doing their side online business and people are starting to be a bit more accustomed to you can create your own wealth you can make your own choices you don't have to be completely confined to your nine to five job maybe like the old school way of thought which is like i guess more the societal norm um just it's just a feeling like it's not an area of expertise for myself like so it'd be good to hear your own view on that yeah and i I do see a change i do see a shift and i I think it's for the younger people coming through and they they want to be independent they really want to create impact and they want to see change whatever that means and Mm. So I, I am seeing a change there, but as I said, it's we still got to do a lot of work for all people to actually feel like they're playing in the level field in regard to their financial independence. Because really, financial independence independence is so important. Where does this start? Then does it start at the parenting level, at the school level, education, uh, all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd say all of the above, but where it really starts is at the parenting level. Mm. What are and some it, of the common mistakes parents make then? So they might chastise their kid for um, wanting to buy things all the time. And, and you're a kid. You walk into a lolly shop, you want everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they get chastised that, you know, you always want money, you, you're greedy, as an example. And these, as I said, these things there, the, the child takes on as truth. Yeah. So they go, I'm a greedy person. Um, I always want money. And then you, you hear the money stories, you know, like the perception of, of what money is. So um, my, people that have got a lot of money, they're not ethical. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. Um, money's evil. You, you, depending on your upbringing, you hear these stories and they become your truth. Mm. So it's so important. And this is every facet of life, to be honest, but Money is such an important one where if you don't sort of have that abundance mindset in regard to how you're brought up around money, well, then that will create the sort of limiting beliefs. Um, and I see it playing out in sort of people making poor financial decisions, as an example. Yeah. yeah. And, and 90% of my clients that I initially deal with, they have got an anxiety around money. So that, that anxiety will, as I said, that's a limiting belief. That's saying, well, money makes me feel anxious. I don't understand money. 
how do I how do I move forward? And that's part of the upbringing. Do you, do you see any common themes in terms of what specifically that what was in that upbringing to kind of create those anxieties? Yeah, and it, it relates back even to that lolly story. So it's it's really around um, what's happened in their environment. And generally speaking, if we go back sort of you know twenty years ago, thirty years ago, forty years ago, um, I'm a little bit older. <laughs> but if, if you go back there, there, there potentially was scarcity. So um, I'll share a story which I think might illustrate it where there was um, two sisters and I was talking about your upbringing and how that sort of creates the beliefs that you take on in life and your programs that you take on in life. And so I was in an interview and she said to me, she said, well, one thing I don't understand is that myself, I've always struggled with money. I've had businesses, some have gone broke. Um, I've had relationship issues around money. I've just always been in struggle. And my sister, whatever she touches with money, it just creates gold. There's such an abundance. And, I, and she said, so that's what I'm not getting. So I asked her permission to sort of dig a bit deeper. And she was, brought, she was eight years older than her sister. She was brought up on a farm. And when she was brought up, there was droughts. Yeah. Okay. And they almost had to sell their farm. They were... They were true scarcity. Mm. You know, they were struggling to eat. And that's how she was brought up. And eight years later, when her sister came along, the rain had come. There was abundance, abundance in crops, abundance in life. Mm. And there, there's, there, there's, it was plentiful. So that's how she was brought up. And that's what she's taken into her life. So her mindset is that you can create abundance. There is abundance everywhere. Yeah, and um, one thing that interests me is, is with, with the abundance mindset, is, is some of this, I don't know how deep you've gone into this, but some of it is like genetic as well. Like you, you hear about these million, uh, you know, millionaire stories where they've come from complete, you know, poverty and they've created a life of abundance and money. And, you know, many of those stories are because they they hate the situation they're in so much and they can see there is abundance in the world so they use that as motivation to create a life very different to one that they had what yeah. what's the difference between those people that create that life and the people that are really affected by the conditioning you know is it is it at the parent level are there even though they're in poverty is it possible that the parents are still given not not creating that scarcity mindset so much. And it well could be, but I, I'm going to... Although suggest- naturally born, naturally born sort of having that mindset, that mindset money. Yeah, I think everyone's born with a, a natural fire within them to create abundance or create whatever they want in life. Mm. And then they, they can be brought up and as that fire can go out a bit. But when people go from, as, as an example, being poor to accumulating wealth and create an impact in this world, they've created different thoughts. They've created different beliefs. And this awareness, which we spoke about before, is, is critical. So everyone has a choice. So you, you go through life and a lot of those beliefs and those programmings and those behaviours are in your subconscious mind. So you're pretty well on autopilot. I'll call it you're on their hamster wheel. Mm. You're just, yeah. <laughs> just running through life. And um, people that actually 
can assess what's going in in their life, go back and look at the stories that are playing out and choose to live a different life. They make a choice. They choose to create a different life. So the thoughts that go through their mind every day, there's something like the research says there's something like 60,000 thoughts a day mm. and, and 70% or so are negative. But those people are going, I have a true belief of what I'm worth. My thoughts create that. And my, create, my thoughts create my feelings. My feelings create my behaviours and my actions, and that creates my reality. And that's the truth. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Just you just make <laughs> you just make a decision, you know. It's, and yeah. people listening will be like, "Well, if it was that simple, then surely everyone would be doing it." But I suppose that that brings up opens up the whole kind of worms that people aren't taking the time to monitor their thoughts. And and because because of like you talk a lot about societal norms, because they're sort of so entrenched in in the norms. Uh, that they, it's sometimes hard to actually step out and be the observant of your life and, and look at and look at your thoughts and, and you know be objective about your actions. And I think you hit it on the head there, like to be an observer and, and to be curious. Mm. So you start asking questions. And I, I think in regard to what we went through with COVID and we're still going through, but that has slowed people down. I, I, we are seeing shifts where people are reflecting. That was that was huge, wasn't it? I we noticed that with so many people is people had this time to sit with themselves yes. and just think. And I spoke to countless people were like, "Wow, I realized that I actually hate my job. I hate. Yes. I don't. I'm not happy. I didn't realize I wasn't that happy. And I'm going to change things. And I, I know people that have literally just completely quit and taking a career at, even at a lower paid job because they realize that they actually enjoy spending more time with their family um, or, or unfortunately there's the other side to it where people realize that they weren't in good relationships and that was causing yeah. suffering but ultimately it comes down to just do, being like you say that that observer and, and just reflection time and, and, and it was really around going back to the core which is what brings me joy in my life mm. That was a reflection piece and everyone deserves joy. And because we're on autopilot, because we've got to show up in a, diff in a certain way because that's societal conditioning. And um, so we play that role, whether we be male or female, we play that role and then we get to 40, 50, 60 and we go, what have I done? What, what's my life? What's my impact? What's my legacy? Yeah. What, what's, what's it been for? And there, a lot of times, Matt, there's a disconnect self then because you've been, in a sense, living someone else's life or someone else's standards. And then that's the empowering thing, as I said, with COVID, where people have really reflected internally, because generally we, we look external for validation. So, and that, that might be that we work long hours there, we've got a beautiful home, we've got a boat out in the front yard, we've, we've got a beautiful car, um, but that's all external. That's so it's not necessarily going to bring you joy. But, but because, because we're aware or most people are aware that this is just what's normal, it's, it's sort of people find, okay, I'm okay with it because it's even if I'm sort of not happy day to day because it feels like it's normal, that's what everyone else is doing, sort of settle for it, right? 
when did you first become aware of societal norms and, and start to like really look into that and why it was my personal story so i've been dealing with money for over 35 years it was more around i was i could actually look at a client there make them money um, but i had some limiting beliefs which i wasn't aware of so i actually found myself making poor financial decisions even though i knew money and i knew how to create wealth for people I was in the financial planning banking industry and because I was self-sabotaging, I was actually trying to work out what was going on. Like, and what happened there is that I started to become financially stressed. I made some really poor decisions. Uh, I put our family home at risk. Uh, I went down the pathway. I started to get anxiety. I, I went down the depression pathway and then I got down to, um, I had a sort of a chronic um, prostate cancer which was and then a, a, a relationship been married for 22 years which was the norm there and just the status quo and then I had that relationship breakdown and that, that was fairly critical events in your life that I'm going mm. I need to change yeah that's that's yeah that's quite a sort of compound amount of experiences and it's, it's unfortunate isn't it that sometimes we have to go through many of those those tough experiences to to get to the point where we can start to dig a bit deeper. And it's, it's, and, and my learnings are, is that you, you have clarity around your vision. So we're very clear around our vision, what brings us joy, but more importantly, we live intentionally. So yeah. we're, we're not in autopilot. We're actually, how are we showing up every day? Is that of service to us? Is that supporting us to achieve our vision of joy? And, and, when you've got the vision and it's sort of five years out or so, but we're, we're living with that vision now. So we're living with joy mm. and we're making decisions around joy. And, and that's a really good space to be in. A, and you shared before that it's, it's a lot of times there's a critical event or illness or, or breakdowns in relationships. And the pathway that I want to share with people is that not to go right down my pathway. <laughs> Yeah, but also it's like you said right at the start is is you know you can you can look at things two ways right you know life either happens to you or for you, yeah. and so you know those circumstances and experiences are not anything that you want anyone to go through. But you know if you can look at how what 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 you can learn from them and, and what what the teachings are, and and frame it in terms of it happening for you rather than to you and not being the victim then you know, you can become the, the, you know, a, a greater person mastering exactly right. you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a really good reframe. And, and you're spot on in regard to take your learnings and, and move away from that victim mindset and, and to that empowerment mindset. Yeah. There's a, reason, there's a reason why that happened to you. Learn, learn, the, learn the reason, learn the, the story around it, and then empower other people. A lot yeah. of people go when they create the most impact is because they've been down that road. So um, I'm, I'm a parent of two youngish children, you know, at the sort of critical age where they're, you know, anything I teach them is potentially going to affect them in later life. Yeah. And yeah. many of our listeners are, are mums and dads as well. So what, what are some, do you have any sort of tips? What are some things that we need to watch out for or, and obviously you've, you've mentioned, you know, not being kind of 
overly cautious on on talking about how much you're spending i, I mean i'm not going to put words into your mouth what 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 are some things that we need to to really think about in terms of how we can help our children in later life thinking more of an abundance mindset around money and i i think and, and i've interviewed a lot of people around this and that's the common theme that i see that i want to share is that their parents believe in them so that there's not this sort of scarcity they and they allow them to do things right they don't have them in this, this bubble so yeah quite often, quite often as parents we go we think we know what's right for our children yeah a lot of times we don't listen listen to our children so then we start creating their life for them mm. so when, when you actually create that that environment where there's, there's abundance. There's a true belief that you can do whatever you want in this life. Yeah, I get that. So the freedom to kind of think and be creative and, and let exactly. them find out rather than saying, do this, don't do this. Exactly right. Yes. And that's so empowering. And now I've, the successful people that I've interviewed have all had that upbringing. The other successful people that I've seen, and you shared it before, is the ones that chose a different pathway very deliberately yeah to change their past change their their sort of um beliefs change their thoughts and create a new life yeah and and just coming back to the whole topic of of this sort of societal norms i think it's i just think it's such an important one for people to kind of clearly get and understand um you, you know that this because whenever i hear the word normal like we get it sometimes with regards to people changing their eating habits or, you know, or spending habits uh, in regards to nutrition, you know, that they'll say, Oh, I can't eat that. It's too, it's too expensive to eat healthy. Um, I did a whole podcast on it once just explaining and outlining the, the real numbers to, you know, what the cost of being sick is and, and what the cost of being not productive and, and, you know, having days off and, and not being able to spend quality time with your children because you're tired or because you're, you know, you, you've gained too much weight and you're sort of suffering with any sort of disease, the cost yeah. of Ill, the ill health compared to the cost of, of really majority of the cost of health is just spending a little bit more time just working on it, to be honest. But um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and when some people say, well, that's not normal to eat like that, or that's not normal to to be at that body shape or that fitness and i say to people well the last thing you want is to be is to normal to be a goal you know because if we look at what is normal i guess because you could say normal is basically average and yeah. if you look at average well in in the uk anyway and i think probably across most of the developed world now it, it is normal to to be obese and and quite frankly unhealthy that's become the norm. Like, you know, more people are dying now from being overweight than underweight for the first time in history. So do you want to be normal? I mean, if you look at money, you know, it's pretty normal for people right now to be struggling to, to pay yeah. their bills. Do you want to be normal? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that this is the, so how do we get our mindset away from, thinking that normal is okay 
And, and, and normal is a part of uh, belonging. Right. So if, if everyone, you're in a, you're in a society and, and this is what people do and that's accepted. So you go out and, and that's what other people are doing. So you fit into that. You go, well, that's my tribe. Yeah. So for me to eat healthy, for like if everyone's putting on weight in, in my tribe, it's all right for me to put on weight. So everything becomes normal, but that's that sort of belonging. And, and there's another point where it's self-worth. So if I said to you that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a bit overweight, it's going to affect your health, or you might be well overweight, it's going to affect mm. your health. And they're going to say, well, I might lose weight for six weeks, 12 weeks, I'll go on a program, whatever. But you haven't changed their, their mindset around themselves. Yeah, yeah. So this is where the yeah this is where i get what's that quote um you are the average of the five people you spend the most yes. time with i guess that's you know sort of where it comes from is environments and relationships in particular in my opinion that are huge because they you become normalized based on those averages if you're in an environment where you know your work and life is got cakes and you know fast food and you're living at home and it's all all fast food environments if you've got if you're in an environment with a group of friends and they're always talking about how little money they have you don't realize consciously what effect that's having on your mindset but it's certainly not helping you grow is it no no and and even in that sort of um space there that if you're starting to grow they might start pulling you down so they see you showing up um and they said you might have lost 10 kilos and i go you look really good there like but you've changed mm. you know you're not the same person but that's a good thing yeah <laughs> so they start say so they start to create self-doubt because they, they want you back where you know they are yeah well they this is my back. this is my big passion with my own company lpt you know we we we're creating environments to empower people to get fitter, to encourage motivation, to encourage a positive mindset. It's the reason for this podcast is to get people on the road to thinking higher than just eating and, and moving a bit better, thinking on a higher level as well. And, yeah. you know, I, I think, it, I think that's in some ways, you know, for, for our members, it's, that's more important than the actual exercise is just being in, the, in an environment of like-minded people who are trying to better themselves because that unfortunately isn't normal you know yeah. people getting people working out every day and and trying hard to improve themselves you know we need more of that and you know so props to all the lpt members listening <laughs> and and anyone else that's engaged in a community i think com communities being involved in communities in business i've always tried to be around people that are ahead of me you know, and yeah. that, that's definitely always rubbed off. You know, if I look at some of the masterminds and the business mentorship I've had over the years, you know, I've always felt a little bit out of my depth. And I think that's always a good thing. You should always, even if you're someone that's wanting to get fit, listen to this, you know, you want to be maybe joining a gym and you're not going to feel that confident to start with because you're not used to it, but that's going to help you grow more than anything. Is there anything that you recommend for people to sort of pull themselves out of the society norms to, to grow further? Obviously, you mentioned the self-reflection. Yeah, and I think you hit on the head there. And I, I live by a saying, which is your life is a print out of your subconscious mind. So 
if you look at the subconscious mind, the role of the subconscious mind is to keep you safe. So keep you within that comfort zone. So keep you within that norm. But to move out of there, and I, I, would, I would say that people that try and move out of there too quickly, so you've got to move out there in bite-sized bits. You've got to start changing there because your subconscious mind is quite powerful. Yeah. It's going to, work, it's going to, win, going to um, sort of want to bring you back. So you, you start bringing it out there and then it believes you. So it's changing habits. Yeah. And then you change another habit, change another habit, and you, it's a consistency. I, I call it the one percenters, and I'm a big believer in that, whether it's in sport, business, life. You just change things every day one by one percent. And the compound effect and changing that and just being slightly outside your comfort zone and then your subconscious mind, which has, is holds those sort of beliefs and the programs there will go on that journey with you because it's not not going right outside that comfort zone it won't drag you back and i think that's a really powerful message to go well let's just move forward what's a program to live better every day live live the life that you really want to live every day yeah, I, I mean, funny story. I that's how this podcast started because I'd, I'd sort of listened to podcasts for quite a number of years, and I sort of had an itch to do one. But I, like most people in any endeavor, that they if you have that itch, you also have that doubt. Like where where there's the itch, there's the doubt, right? And yeah. and it sort of hit me around December time, thinking about the new year, and thinking about what I hadn't done that year, like you do, and I decided that because you read these business books and these personal development books, and they always talk about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And it just kind of hit me that I hadn't really failed at anything that year, but I wasn't feeling that massively fulfilled either. Yeah. So it just kind of hit yeah. me that I needed to just fail more. And I was like, what, what can I fail at? What can I, if I can get three or four or five, 10 failures next year, it's, it, it's going to give me the opportunity to probably grow. And I thought, let's, yeah. well, what's the thing that I want to do the most? I want to get the podcast moving. I want to have a chat, like have a, interesting conversations like these about personal development. That's my big passion. And if it just, if no one listens and it's a complete waste of time, then great. It's a failure that I can learn from, but at the very least, I'm still going to have some good conversations. Yeah. And yeah, here I am two years later. <laughs> well done. Well done. And I think the, the stigma around failure, is, is so emotional where people won't go out of their comfort zone because they're the fear of failure. Mm. And it was interesting that a, a friend of mine who works in corporate, he, he sat down his team and he, he actually said to all his team, he said, I want you to fail. And, and that their, their minds just went, I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> it didn't make sense. Yeah. He said, if you fail, then I know you're trying something different. Mm. I know you're outside your comfort zone. And this, we've, we've got to change the narrative around what failure means. Because if you fail and you don't learn, that, that's an issue. But if you fail and then go, well, this is where I learned from it, or this is what I could do better from that, that's growth. And that this, come talking back, bringing it back to the parenting side as well, that's where you can really... Um, I think you can really win as a parent if, if you can really encourage your, your children to learn about the, the benefits of failing, yeah. you know, and the benefits of losing and, and what you can learn 
my little boy it's his um it's his first sports day today so you know whatever happens you know because he's very competitive don't know where he gets that don't know where he gets that from um but you know he, he may not win at anything and but it'll be great conversation for him to, to have with him about you know well what what can you do next time what can be better and um yeah. i think that's just so, so important coming back to the money side wh- what recommendations have you got around money in relationships you know because i know i know this can cause oh. issues money in relationships oh that could uh, this could be going for an hour another podcast, <laughs> another <laughs> podcast. and and that's if you, if you look at money and it's cause hands, it's the, one of the main reasons of relationship breakdown. Is it really? Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. And, and because people either fight around money or they've, they've brought up there and because there's conflict, like money's got so much emotion, yeah? And, and generally speaking, if I can use the example, we have a couple, one's a spender, one's a saver. Mm. Which, which is generally what it is. So what's their mindset brought up around money? And the saver doesn't feel heard. They'll say, look, you're always spending. And the, the spender will go, well, no, that's my money. I work hard for it, whatever the case may be. But it's, there's conflict. So there, there's really a, got to be a coming together in regard to understanding people's journey with money. What are their values? What are their beliefs around money? And then having a common goal and what their money, what they really want to achieve as a couple. Yeah. Together. So it or comes back matter? to the, what you were talking about earlier about, you know, creating that clear vision that you yeah. have for yourself and for your future. Because if you have that clear vision, then when you're, when you've got some difficult financial decisions to make, you know, you, it's much easier to not have conflict then because you, you know what the, what the end goal is that you're working towards. You know what you're trying to design, of course. And then, at the same time, as I said, if, 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 if a couple said, well, look, I was brought up around money. This is how I brought up. So safety is important to me. So having a nest egg or having an accumulation fund that I said, we well, sort of set aside there, but you're always dipping into it. That makes you feel unsafe. But say it in a way that it's not at that point. It's not that conflict and it's sharing from a loving space. Mm, yeah. And have, having those conversations where and, and when you actually have it in a, in a safe environment, that's when it sinks in. So the other partner might go, well, I, that's probably the first time I've heard you. I never really understood why that was so important for you. It's just communication, isn't it? Just having, yeah. having <laughs> communication right. because it, money, let's face it, is a bit of a taboo topic, yeah. like, yeah. you know, and so it, it, it's one of those, if it's not, talked about then it, it down the line it can lead to breakups and yeah. so that you, you know just regularly having those conversations if you know i think everyone kind of deep down knows whether you're you're both in alignment and you both have the same values or not and if you don't it just needs to be that conversation more often doesn't it exactly right and as you said a lot of times it's such a taboo subject because this can be quite emotional but generally it's emotional because it's it's discussed at a point when there is a lot of emotion, when something's happened. So you create the conversation um, at a time there when it's peaceful and there's there's love and it'll create a different outcome. Coming back to the subconscious mind, like obviously at the moment we're going through this 
relatively difficult <laughs> financial <laughs> period um, off the back of a, a couple of years of craziness. Um, you're in beautiful Sydney, Australia. Uh, I'm not sure what, what things are like over in Oz, but um, certainly the UK and, and Europe, obviously energy prices are rising through the roof. People are struggling to, to put fuel in their car. And I'd imagine that this is having quite a, a big effect on uh, money mindset. What, what would you recommend? That, what, what do we need to stay clear of? Or what, what, not stay clear of, what, what do we need to recognize? How can we keep our mindset strong, positive, and thinking, I guess, in, in more of an abundance mindset rather than scarcity? Because obviously now more than ever, people are probably thinking more in scarcity and yeah. And, and thinking and worrying about every penny they save. Is that a good thing? Or, or should they be thinking more about how they can make more money? I think it's both. And it's, it's honouring the flow of money. So I, I talk to someone and they go, look, the petrol prices are going up, interest rates are going up, like buying food's going up, everything's going up. And then I'll sit down with them. I go, well, what do you understand about the flow of money in your family? And they go, I wouldn't have a clue. Mm. I mean, you can, when you actually sit down with them, there's money going out everywhere. There's gym membership that they haven't used for two years. There's um, they look at their home loan that they haven't looked at for five years and they're paying two percent above what they should. There's there's all this loss of money because they don't understand money. And I've I've sat down with people and we can look there and, and save anywhere from six to twenty thousand dollars a year just by really looking at the flow of money and, and being in control of that. Yeah. So like, straight away they go, I've been stressing over petrol prices going up 20 cents a litre, which is, which is fair or 40 cents, whatever. And you've you got to be cautious of the media because they're, they're pushing fear. That's, yeah, of course. That's their so agenda. They're, they're, yeah, they're going, what I can control is how the money flows in and flows out. That's what I can control. And then they can look at opportunities to grow. They can look at, as I said, earning more money. They can look at side hustles. They can look at ways to earn more money. But the flow of money is just so critical that you have control over. And a lot of people that I speak with, as I said, I call it the leaky bucket. They get this, all this money coming into a bucket and there's just leaks everywhere. So control that and then feeling powered around that. And then you actually go, well, all I'm hearing on the outside, the external or the external noises, yes, it's got an impact for me, but I'm in control around what's happening in my life. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. One of the questions that I've I've sort of explored that I didn't used to because I just thought it was maybe a bit too personal, but in recent years I have explored it more when, you know, if if we, I'm talking to someone that's considering you know, doing, doing some sort of transformation package with us is, you know, off, off like any sort of coaching package or training package, the, the often the big objection is, is around money. And yeah. we'll explore their spending a little bit in, in terms of, you know, what they're currently spending the money on. And, and nutrition is an interesting one because, you know, the, we'll soon find out that those two, three bottles of wine a week, those two, three, fast food or takeaways that they're spending that 25 pound or 30 pound a week on cost of coffee with their, their coffee, their Starbucks, their extra sweets, their biscuits. Once we change their nutrition and 
you're, you're halving your cost on, on many of the, the nutrition or nutrition yeah. that you're, you're currently consuming. And you know, people have this sort of mindset that eating healthy can be quite expensive, but actually being unhealthy can be even more expensive yeah. um, going out, meals out, etc. So, yeah, like you said, a lot of it can just be the impact of a lifestyle change, how, how much more money you can save. But also, obviously, if you're changing your diet, you're going to increase your energy levels and you're going to increase your productivity and you're going to feel better and you're going to be happier. So it's, I guess it just comes back to really like what we discussed right at the beginning is being that observer and and really looking at your life and your spending and your actions and your behaviors and just seeing if there's a different way of doing things. Exactly. And, and then saying, as I said, reflecting back, like, am I living in joy? Mm, yeah. So what, what, what can I choose differently? And that's every, everyone can have a choice differently there and they'll need a roadmap to potentially achieve that. But everyone has the opportunity to change their thoughts, change their beliefs and create a different life that's every everyone has that within them yeah yeah it's it, it's a hard one to get around sometimes is is that changing from scarcity to to abundance because i guess it comes back to the fact that like you said the human brain's always wants its main priority is survival so it's going to always focus on the negative than the positive it's going to focus on the cost of the thing rather than the benefit of the thing um you know i, I sometimes when i'm looking at my own weekly spreadsheet and looking at uh, marketing or advertising costs and i'm like jesus I, I need to bring that down but then i'll look at well what's that bringing in oh that brings in more than the than the actual cost i yeah. suppose i should keep that going then like you know, but it, but it's that natural inclination. My mindset is like, oh, we need to reduce and do less. Yeah. And and sometimes you just have to look at the actual figures to, to kind yeah. of see what's going on. And, and I, I think, guess I people do. You know, people. It's it's a bit like when people are tracking their nutrition. They they have no idea. It's one of the things that we do is we get people to look at how many calories they're actually consuming and. And they're like, wow, I had no idea I was consuming that much. And I suppose for many people, if they look at their bank statement and really go through their spending and actually start to budget a bit more, they would get just so much more clarity about what, what freedom and opportunities they could have. Yeah, and, and feel in control because as a lot of people, when you talk about nutrition and, and reflecting that to money as well, people don't feel in control. Yeah. And, and we look at Two, two levels for people say so you, you get the scene. So you're, you observe something, I'll observe something on the money side. You look at, the, um, at their, their diet or their, their fitness, whatever. And um, that's the scene. But the unseen is, is where the change will, change will happen because that's where the ego is, that, that's where our beliefs are, that's where our thoughts are yeah so that's what we've because it's to us it'd be obvious i, I look at someone going well you just got you got no idea where your money goes um you've got no control of your money you're stressed you're living paycheck to paycheck you know that that's a really stressful situation especially what's going on now but you got to dig deeper and actually look at the unseen yeah that's where people can't have that sort of awareness or change thoughts or beliefs unless we can 
sort of delve into that unseen bit. So people need to watch less news. They need to look yes. at their. Yeah. They need to look at their spending and their habits and their bank, ultimately their bank statement. And they need to start re- re- maybe reflecting on some of the beliefs that they're currently holding, I guess. How, 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 I'm guessing this is something that you help people do. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably the key. So, we, you know, we've got questionnaires, we've got um, scorecard apps around financial wellness. So we, we've got the tools for people to actually, and that doesn't mean they've got to go through me, they've, they can actually create an awareness. They'll go, well, so they, they're all my feelings, emotions around money. I've never actually took the time to, it takes two or three minutes, and then they, there's a feedback there around how that plays out in their life. And this is and, an app that you've got that people can... can that's find. right, yeah. So it's a, it takes two or three minutes. It's a financial wellness scorecard app. Um, as I said, I've got other questionnaires and... The biggest, and you'd see it all the time, Matt, as well, is that a lot of people globally are going one day. And I want to change that, flip that around to day one. Say that again. What? So you, you, you move one day, which means I'm putting it off, to day one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that creates energy. That yeah. creates for someone to lean in and go. I like that. I like that. That, yeah. that, that definitely applies to um, uh, getting you know, healthier and fitter as well. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's always, oh, one day I'll get I'll start the yeah. exercise plan and one day I'll go back to the gym or one day I'll start eating healthy. And then unfortunately, it often takes um, disease or ill health yeah. or, or losing someone close to them to realize that, yeah, I, I probably really need to start thinking about my, my future because if I don't start changing my habits now and this, this applies to everything right whether it's your spending habits exactly, yeah. your eating habits your exercise habits you know the future is going to be looking bleak and so yeah. I think that's a really good place to kind of wrap things up um, I'm sure there's you know people listening that would want to explore this a little bit further where's the best place for people to go to do that Michael yeah and I'll, I'll give you the details of that scorecard app um, if you want to share that with your Fantastic. Well, we can put that in the show notes if that's easier. Yeah, for sure. And um, but they can have a complimentary meeting with me. They go to uh, www.quantumleapglobal.com. So there's an opportunity to have a 30-minute discovery meeting. But this is all about leaning in. And I, as you said, that one day, day one, that's, that's my ethos. And that's creating that sort of urgency to start living your life intentionally. Yeah. That's a great message. Thanks, thanks so much for your time. One of the last questions I always like to ask is obviously the name of this podcast is Mastering You. Um, and just to summarize in one sentence what self-mastery means to you, Michael. Self-mastery to me means living your life by design. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much for tuning into today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, all I would ask is to head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you're listening to this from, and just pop us a five-star rating. That is what is going to help us keep this show going and keep delivering awesome content to you. If you'd love to connect with me personally, if you'd like me to help you with your own path to self-mastery, then you can get me on any of our social media channels, all of which are in the show notes on Facebook, Instagram, etc. 
best place to get me though personally is in our Mastering You Facebook group. Okay, so head on over to the show notes for that link. Come and say hi if I can help you in any way with your fitness, your mindset, your health, wellness goals. I sure will. Until then, take care.